Welcome in. Good afternoon to the PHLY Phillies podcast on a playoff clinching um, rainy gray Tuesday. <laughs> this storm officially sucks. I'm over it. I hate this weather. We need to move on. Uh, but hopefully after today uh, and the Phillies clinching their playoff spot, we can move past this crap weather uh, and just enjoy a playoff Phillies team for the second year in a row. Uh, that's exciting. And it's very fitting, in my opinion, that Aaron Nola is the man on the mound with a chance to take the Phillies into the playoffs and an opportunity, if you get a little help, to clinch those Citizens Bank Park games. Happy Tuesday to all. Jamie Lynch in with my co-host, Renee Washington. Uh, Renee, are we going to get a playoff clinching performance tonight? We are, Jamie. It's happening. Look, I'm thrilled that the playoff, um, making the playoffs, clinching a playoff spot is not the highest of our bar, but it's definitely something that we are excited about, that we can have this moment at Citizens Bank Park with Aaron Nola, um, and also just to be able to have these conversations. So I don't care what the weather looks like outside because it's, it's awful. It <laughs> I hate this. It's so like just <laughs> All right, I'm not going to lie. I do care about what the weather looks like outside <laughs> because I'm so annoyed with it. Um, Good afternoon, everybody. It's time for us to get some more sunshine. What I don't like is we went from beautiful summer-ish weather to straight into what feels like winter weather. Like, I had to bring out full-on hoodies and jackets, and I know you're still rocking the flip-flops and shorts. I, I get much colder than you do, so I'm one of those people that's always cold, so I had to, like, take it up a notch. Um, but I, I will say it does remind us that we're heading into October because it absolutely yeah. we just skipped over whatever a fall is and we're straight into a, a gloomy October, uh, but a red October at that. I, uh, I would enjoy fall so much more if it wasn't followed by winter uh, <laughs> because that's all I can think about. It's a, it's a me problem. I'll admit that. What? Um, yeah, like it, it is perfect weather, but I feel like it's so short-lived and then winter's my least favorite by leaps uh, and bounds. So it's like I just know this insideness is upon us yeah. um unless you're like skiing or sledding or having a snowball fight and doing something cool winter can kick rocks yeah you know i think it's it's very fitting that the fall is so short because my bar my birthday being in the fall and i always jokingly said as a middle child i always felt like i was also the forgotten child mm. and i feel like the fall is the forgotten season classic jan brady syndrome classic huh? well i have twin sisters and a younger mm. brother so everybody remembers the girls born on fourth of july and the younger brother who's actually his birthday is today happy birthday mark oh. um but nobody remembers the, the middle child um and that's the fall nobody remembers it it's like it happens for like two weeks and then yeah. all of a sudden we're into winter it's so too, it's I too short too short lived i feel like it's the shortest season by far it is and that's why um i'm we're gonna i'm gonna we're gonna enjoy all of fall because yes. we're not allowing it to be skipped and, over and, and the phillies can help us enjoy Getting that triggered. fall uh kind of blacked out last fall with the phillies run and just like 
all of a sudden you woke up and you're in the World Series and like you're just riding this high and we were dancing on our own each morning. Uh, <laughs> they really made the fall enjoyable last year. Uh, I've said it before, you know, 93 was special, 2007 and 8, obviously. But last year, maybe because I was a father and my daughter was kind of getting into it, ah, really kind of ramped up like the specialness for me. Uh, and I lived down the street from my cousin, so there was a lot of like communal viewing and partying and celebrating together that was different than the rest. Um, yeah. So last year was so fun, and the Phillies can look it's a big deal rob thompson said it the other day making the playoffs in major league baseball is hard i know there's a third wild card spot now mm -hmm. so it's slightly easier than it was but i remember 2012 <laughs> to 2021 like everybody else does and how much that sucked and how much like i didn't watch i love baseball but when the phillies are out of it i don't watch nearly as much as mm. obviously when they're in it even when they're in it i will continue on watching if they don't you know, hoist the title because that itch has been scratched. The Phillies are relevant. They matter when they're out of it. I just kind of like check out and go sicko football mode yeah. a little bit. <laughs> so it's like, it's just nice to have the whole sport back, let alone the Phillies. Yeah. Uh, but the fall classic and all that stuff matters again because the Phillies matter. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. And, you know, Tyler over there, I'm sure was watching every playoff game uh, when the Phillies were out of it for a decade. But, you know, I yeah. got to be honest, I kind of check out. And uh, it's nice not to check out anymore. Yeah, it's definitely different when your team is still in it and you can now watch to see who they're going to be matched up against with, how the rest of the playoffs uh, pushes, you know, games are being played out. Um, I also love seeing the good afternoons in the chat. Welcome, everybody that's joining in. Good afternoon. Uh, John Dickerson, happy birthday to your wife as well. Uh, so it's a, your wife's birthday, my brother's birthday. I don't know any other birthdays we have, but happy birthday. Nice. And then also, I love that we've got some people going to the game. Uh, Tim's going to the game tonight to nice. watch them clinch in person. Enjoy that. It's always fun. It's always fun. And also, just seeing some others, I think it was, um, I don't know, it was somebody higher up that said they're going on third what's oh tomorrow's not thursday it's wednesday tomorrow cashford the ghost is headed to the ballpark what tomorrow up, night so great to see you guys in the chat um sharing if you're going or not and yeah it's it's definitely winter is coming i yeah, hear that I said in the chat it I, is i do it feel is, that but <laughs> it's exciting that right now we have less stress heading into the postseason than last year and we can be in a much better place and a lot less like on edge because the phillies have a chance to clinch tonight and they Fortunately, have been taking care of business, controlling their own destiny. That's something the team has talked about. Something we've talked about too. Yes, we we know right now the the Diamondbacks, the Cubs. It's like thank you Yankees. Cue the evil laugh. <laughs> because uh, Arizona and Chicago absolutely just continues. It's like they're running into the wall. Like who? Like they're both yeah. having these moments of just struggling, and we love to see it because on the other side we're just cruising along, ready to clinch. So, yeah, didn't. Um, as you guys are talking about the what we needed to happen to make it easier for the Phillies to clinch, yeah, we got help. The Phillies can definitely clinch tonight. Um, still have to win tonight the, to clinch. The but. clinch is great and all, but I have my eyes set on on home yeah. field advantage in the wild card round. That's so the what? I uh, just saw somebody say, "What's the scenario tonight?" So the Phillies need to beat the Pirates and. The Cubs need to lose against the Braves, which seems very likely, or the Brewers need to win over the Cardinals. If either of those two things happen, we are guaranteed a wild card series October 3rd, 4th, and 5th at Citizens Bank Park, which will be awesome uh, because we all know, and Trey Turner talked about it when he signed here, and the Astros manager, and I think it was it Snitaker or maybe the Cardinals, said 
No, because the Cardinals was down in St. Louis, so it must have been Snedeker or um, Houston said Citizens Bank Park. They were just kind of like, what's wrong with you people? Why are you such psychos? And you could see it on TV. It does translate differently here. Um, you know, I always think back when I think of fans influencing the game, I always think back to the Brett Meyer, CC Sabathia, uh, and you can't tell me that the fans don't have, I, I honestly believe this. I, I think Citizens Bank Park is the best home field advantage in baseball, mm-hmm. um, because all we need is a little bit of hope and we get frothy and we get nuts and that stadium, <laughs> like you, it's, it's it's out of this world. It really is. It's uh, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about the Phillies in postseason baseball and how special that stadium becomes. Oh yeah. Um, so to me, yeah, making the wild card is nice, but it's all about getting those home games uh, in that first round and making life much easier yeah. versus probably the Diamondbacks. But right. we'll see. The Cubs have a shot at it. <laughs> um, but it's all about home field right now. Yeah, and that's what Trey Turner was talking about in uh, a nice pregame speech for Fan Appreciation Night, which was. Sweet to see. I love just thanking the fans for helping him and the team get through the season. Obviously, we all know how much that August, early August ovation helped Trey, but also the team as a whole. And that's something that they've talked about. Like, it was a moment where they all felt the warmth. It wasn't just Trey. The, the, everybody else in the clubhouse felt that. Oh, K- that Cassianos invite. was on the top row yeah, of the dugout, like, like waving the towel. Yeah, everybody felt that because, um, you know, it, it, it is tough playing at Citizens Bank Park. We're going to cheer for you, but we're also going to hold you accountable, as we've talked about, as fans, that we're not okay with you guys just kind of getting by. We want the best. We want to see you working hard. We want to see you playing at the level that we expect. So I love that in Trey's uh, message to the fans was talking about the thank you, but also the excitement exactly that of he's looking forward to being with the Phillies for a Red October now and being able to have Citizens Bank Park be electric and loud and the fun atmosphere that's there. but also the other fun, and I know I saw Casper asking the question about um, Orion and and what's going to happen for Captain Kirk and uh, the future. If the storyline that we're seeing play out with Orion is is really going to happen. I'm I'm feeling it. I feel like it's going to. I think as a team, we're seeing the Phillies are really just taking care of business, winning the games they're supposed to win. These last six games should be hopefully smooth sailing. But also with that, it's a chance for Orion. And we're going to get into a lot more specifics around um, Orion Kirkering as the show progresses. But could be a, it's, it's shaping up to be a huge storyline. And all the stars are aligning for this story to come together. So there's just – that in itself makes this playoff uh, push so exciting that, like, we're talking about home games. We're talking about some other names that we've tossed around a name like Orion and Rojas, uh, Johan Rojas, and different people. But to now see it coming into fruition as we're nearing October could not have been better timing for yeah. things to start clicking. And, and so John Lammer- Lemmerman or Lammerman. I'm sorry, John, I, my uh, failing <laughs> John eyes. John Lemmerman from New England. Yeah, um, I do have an eye doctor appointment in like two weeks. I think I need to, <laughs> to kick up the uh, prescription a little bit. And I'll tell you about what I'm doing after the show, which is one of my least favorite things in the world a little bit later. But John Lemmerman says, you know, it's wild to think. It was Alvarado or Dominguez or Bust last year. When you look at it in that context, the bullpen, especially if Orion uh, can be, you know, a sustainable part of this, is actually better than it was last year. And last year was good enough to carry you. Uh, Mm -hmm. Alvarado, 
you know, we, we've been saying it since we've been on air here or on the internet. I don't know if air <laughs> works on the interwebs uh, that one We're of Alvarado or, yeah, or Sir <laughs> Anthony had to come through for you. And Alvarado has figured it out. He's got the swing and miss stuff again. Mm-hmm. He's got the strikeout potential. That's great. Hoffman's been phenomenal in high leverage spots. Sir Anthony is a little bit of a roller coaster. And Kimbrell just stopped using him in non-save situations. And I think things are... Uh, I don't think the perception's nearly as bad. It's obviously been a better first half than it was a second half. But when you think about all those things, and if Orion, and then you're adding Lorenzen and Sanchez for that kind of, uh, you know, middle relief spot, uh, you know, starter help uh, bullpen role. Yeah, all of a sudden you're going, wait, this bullpen's actually a lot better than it was last year. And sometimes you lose context like that when you're, you know, living and dying game by game as the season comes to an end. Yeah, yeah. And I like that you guys are trying to guess where Jamie is heading after this. He gave you a hint. He's like, it's not the eye doctor because I, no, mean, I had weeks. that in a few weeks. Yeah. But where is Jamie heading after the show? His hint was it's somewhere he doesn't want to go. I hate it. Um, that he hates. There you go. There's a I lot of spots I think that I, could be. It could I be, think a lot of people hate it. There's a lot of things, though. It could be going to get your, your car fixed, doctor's appointment. It could be... A, um, my wife actually enjoys this thing. Dentist appointment. It could be going to the bank, which I don't think people do anymore. Uh, I still do. I'm still kind of old school. Do you? I actually mail out bills no. with checks. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, boomer. No. Yeah, so I I, I, I still oh. I still go to the bank and uh, make deposits. Do what to do? Because uh, I was a contractor for the past year, so I was going to the banks a lot. I don't go a ton, but like. If Wait, I but have you're to. like going in a deposit. I don't believe in, in mobile. The bank? Yeah, I don't like mobile banking. But do you walk in? Oh yeah. You don't even do the drive. Oh yeah, me and the Mimas and the Papas are in there making our deposits <laughs> and balancing our checkbooks. Oh yeah, I go into the bank. I mail I bills out in the mail. Literally, I'm gonna. I buy stamps. I go to the post office and buy stamps. What? Yeah. You have to go to the post office. I and enjoy buy stamps. stamps. Yeah. Do you have to go to the post? I don't know. I don't, I don't buy stamps as much. I don't mail things. Everything you I can know. do. So I literally make fun of my dad because yeah, he's like, oh, me. I'm going to go to the bank to. <laughs> <laughs> me and your he's dad like, could be best buds. He's like retired now. So he's like, ah, yes, I get to go to the bank Something today to do. and <laughs> see the bank teller yeah. and, and talk to people and deposit my checks. I'm like, dad, you can literally do that over the phone. <laughs> I, don't, I, I will never mobile bank. I don't. What? I just feel like it's way easier to hack and get oh into it. Oh, my gosh. There's public Everything Wi-Fi. It's just sketchy. Everything can be hacked. I know. They could also steal your check in the bank. I know. I know they all this. They hack the ATM I, or the bank system. My wife does. The, I'll give her a check sometimes to be like, can you mobile deposit this? I, like, it just gives me the willies. So you still mail things, uh-huh. deposit things at the bank. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that was still a thing. I have some quirks. And not even the drive-thru. Why don't you do the I will do the drive-thru. Oh. But... But in Chestnut Hill, my one bank. Do you do an ATM? Do you ever use an ATM? I never have cash on me. This is something you'll learn about me. I don't ever carry cash either. Yeah. You can um, try to rob me. You're going to get nothing. Yeah, I'll just cancel my cards There's no cash in the cards. Well, I don't even need to cancel them. Some of them might just bounce. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you the cards that are going to bounce. Those credit cards I've ran up. But what? Yeah. Uh, I oh, got, my gosh. I'm sorry to go left here, guys, but I don't know how many of you still go to the bank. And, um, <laughs> Probably so you not still many. fill out the deposit form? I keep them in my car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember when I was a kid, yeah. and I learned how to, like, deposit. I had, like, my little child. You know, your parents get you a little bank account, and I was so excited to go and fill out my little deposit uh-huh. form when you were checking I still form. do that. And I, I take a crown in with me. do not know the last time I did that. I fill it out with a red crayon. I... I so here's another thing. I, I'm a crown oh guy, God. but now with kids, my wife is trying to get me to say crayon, 
and it's, it's so, a crown. It's a crown. It's a Thank crown. You. It's a crown. Um, so it's it's a crown, but oh occasionally. Yeah. So there we go. You just learned a They're lot about me. You still draw selfies. I like that, John Dickerson. <laughs> um, this is some silent generation energy. I'm like dying over here. Costco for stamps, cash for. I feel like a couple of you might still be some. Go to the bank. Yeah. Go to the Costco for stamps, cash under the mattress. <laughs> a drive-through at the bank is genius. Oh, I love yeah, it. Except I can never reach, and I have a big car. My local. I have an SUV, and I still. I feel like I can never reach the ATM. Yeah, you really got to pull up there. My CVS has a drive-through, and my local coffee shop has a drive-through. Do you get the lollipops at the bank? Uh, yes. For the girls. When oh I, my gosh, so you're I, such a banker. I took the girls in and uh, like their minds were blown. They got to see the vault <laughs> and they got lollipops. Blocked. It was a blast. I do like the drive-thru where you push it in the thing and it the goes... The tube? Oh, oh the tube's so great. Cool. I kind of want to go. It reminds me of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory when yeah. they had like the big giant tube that people could fit in. I've always wanted so, to do that. Yeah. And Willy Wonka in the room with the no gravity. Anyway, we're oh going my gosh. far off wow, course here. Yeah. Uh, Jamie, you're not Aaron alone. Bola. Patrick Glenn goes to the bank also. <laughs> Guys, I didn't know this about you. I love that every show we learn something something new it is a crown not a crayon it's a crown it's yeah. a crown there's yeah. a lot of words drawer crown water there's a lot of words my that mom's a water person i'm a water person oh, I'm a water that, person. that one didn't get passed down i will say it on a show like this i'll say water but in reality i say water yeah, yeah. but it's anyways right. uh rich wow. miller another bank person weekly trips wait does anybody not go to the bank am i the only <laughs> <laughs> now i'm finding myself in the minority john here. dickerson said i got a toaster <laughs> when i opened a savings account <laughs> I will tell you this, though. When Wait. Citizens Bank Park launched, I joined Citizens Bank because I thought I was going to get free Phillies tickets like, oh, eventually. That was silly. So I've been Citizens Bank so ever since. So how do you transfer money? Do you go withdraw um, it and then transfer it? I don't know. My wife does. She's our CFO. I, I just... Like, I I'm Venmo request confused. her if I need something. It's crown, guys, by the way. It's yeah, not it's crown. crown. It's crown. I, um, yeah. <laughs> Jamie actually calls in his owl to yeah. pick up the mail and deliver it. And uh, But the other thing is it takes so long. This is why I tell my dad. When you mail in stuff, like he pays his bills Yeah, but I like that because mentally I've already paid. No, so but when like, you pay your it. bills through the mail... You have to wait a very long time versus if I do it online, it's instantly Yeah, but that's done. their problem. Yeah, but then you don't know when your oh, bank's... <laughs> then you I don't... have direct deposit. I do have that. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Okay, guys, we're getting back. <laughs> we're going to come back now. I, my mind is blown. I don't, I don't even understand how you're functioning. No wonder uh, you're sick all the time. No, nah, that's just because I have children. You're stressed out. No, nah, <laughs> I'm, I'm the age where I, like, perfectly straddle the two generations. Uh, so I have I'll a lot of old school in me, and I, you know, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm I don't hip even with understand. the tech. Uh, so oh I have, like, gosh. the young... Yeah, you, I'm an interesting crossbreed of generations right there. All right, guys. I think a lot of you actually are, because there's a, a good amount of you yeah. that are mentioned. You still go to the bank also. Um, water ice is a, is a good question. I'm a big Swedish fish water ice person. Ooh, I'm a mango misto guy. Rita, like get on board mix. and sponsor me and get a mango misto in my hand I right here. I like a mix, too. You can Ooh, mix flavors yeah. or a gelati with the vanilla ice cream. Oh, so yeah, good. Yeah, it's so good. Wow. You know what else is so good? Mmm. That's called a transition, <laughs> folks. <laughs> Foco, where you can purchase and check out any collectibles. They've got apparel. They've got merchandise. They may not have uh, crowns or water ice for you, but they've got other things. Sports memorabilia. They've got entertainment. Anything that you are looking for, you can head on over to Foco. Use that code PHLY. Get 10% off of your purchase and be able to save money so that now when you go to the bank, you have more money that you can write <laughs> and hand, I guess, to the bank teller. I'll I don't even Apple Pay happens. my Foco or PayPal. You Apple Pay. Yeah. 
yeah, occasionally. You use Apple Pay, but you go to the banks. Yeah, because that's tied to my credit cards. I like, will say I have some extreme friends there. that do not carry any cards, and they only use their phone, and that's that gives wild. me that gives me anxiety. I tried that one time, and my card, my Apple Pay didn't work, and I'm like, I don't have any other cards. Yeah. And I had to give a woman money one time. She paid me back on the spot. But, yeah, interesting. Yeah. So what else is interesting is just looking at this matchup today. <laughs> uh, yeah, Aaron I know Nola. we got a little off topic yeah. here, but well, wow. Well, I blew your mind with it's, my old school Yeah, I am thir- – and it, look, it doesn't take much to get this show – going left and I love that you guys just jump right in and entertain it as well and keep this going <laughs> but we do have the start of a new series six games left it's insane to think that we are already in this, in this pot, spot of the year as we are looking at tonight getting us started with Mitch Keller and Aaron Nola I can't read either Ra- <laughs> Ranger Suarez and Zach Wheeler also getting the starts Wednesday and Thursday but I, I like that for the the bullpen specifically the most exciting part about this is we're on schedule, Jamie, to head into the postseason with Zach Wheeler getting the start on Thursday, to have Wheeler get the start game one. And it's everything. Again, the stars are just aligning. But the matchup for today, Mitch Keller, Aaron Nola, um, both pitchers that are in a, a, a four ERA, so 425 ERA for Pitch Keller, Aaron Nola with a 457, and also a chance to clinch at the mound. Yeah, and if you remember last year, Aaron Nola was in a similar situation uh, with a clinch available, and he took a no-hitter into seven innings. Uh, so he showed up last year, and he kind of dropped that, uh, you know, September Nola choke artist label for the year. But guess what? I know the Philly fans really well because I am one, and if he goes out today and throws up a stinker, that uh, reputation is going to be right back and talked about right here in this chat and on our social channels and and all that stuff. So for the sake of Aaron Nola heading into the playoffs, I want to see him be the one, not even to mention that he's one of the longest tenured Phillies. Him and Reese are are pretty much, uh, you know, the guys that have been here on the bad side of things. And now they get to appreciate the good side of things. Uh, For that alone, I want to see Aaron Nola be the guy that goes, you know, seven strong innings today. Uh, and puts his team in a position to to clinch and yeah. get that champagne bath uh, in the <laughs> locker room afterwards. I've been in uh, the locker room a couple times when they've won the division, and it's awesome. Like, you know, these guys play a really long season, uh, and to kind of have that release uh, party celebration at the end of the year, those guys have a great time in there, and, you know, that you want to see them do that today. And I want to see Aaron Nola be the reason why they're celebrating. Yeah, yeah, and I, I like what you guys are saying in the chat of. It's just a great chance to really solidify things. I agree, John, uh, solidifying things before the playoffs. Also, I know we talked last time um, – around Nola, but also Walker, of just just be good. We don't need Aaron Nola to go out. It'd be fantastic if he does and have this, you know, historic six innings. We just want you to come out of your – whenever Aaron Nola is done pitching, let's see if he can go six again, but if it's five, whatever it is, we don't want the ups and downs where you're giving off a, a flurry of runs um, and all of a sudden the whole game has changed and now you're stepping off the mound and the Phillies are down. I think for me, just be solid, be consistent – get out there safely and don't have the drop-off as you get into the third, fourth, fifth inning yeah. that we've seen from Aaron Nola in the past. Yeah, Patrick, That's a good pa- pitching game for me. Patrick Glenn in the chat, you know, feels the same way. He's like, I call Nola Dr. Jekyll yeah. and Mr. Hyde. And, you know, like when he's on and painting corners and, and attacking the strike zone, 
the guy is a perennial Cy Young candidate. Like he can be that mm-hmm. good, but when he's bad and he's hanging his breaking balls and kind of nibbling, uh, he can also get rocked. So, I mean, it's a fair reputation he had last year. He kind of turned that corner in August and September. Uh, he's kind of on the right track right now. So you really want to see him cement that because, uh, I, I think he's on pace to pitch the last game of the year on Sunday versus the Mets. Um, so, you know, you'll probably see him again, but you obviously want him headed in the right direction because he's going to be pitching game two, hopefully at Citizens Bank Park. It will be. I'm just trying not to be a mush here. Um, and, you know, if he can get that game two under his belt at home mm-hmm. with the fan base behind him, Maybe that's something you can roll into, you know, going down in Atlanta because I believe he's got pretty good numbers in Atlanta on the road in his career. So, yeah, uh, Aaron Nola, you know, look, he's the X factor to this playoff run. I think it's I think it's fair. It's warranted. I think it's that simple, really, because especially if you're talking about Atlanta, you're talking about Spencer Strider and Mm -hmm. he got rocked last year versus the Phillies. Uh, You know, that was great to see them get to him early last year. Uh, but he's having a phenomenal year, and he's a really great young pitcher. Yeah, for Aaron Nola, winter is coming. Um, we're nearing the end of the regular season. This is final starts of the regular season as we're looking into the playoffs. Um, we're wondering how many days, games, how much longer we will see Aaron Nola in a Phillies uniform. So every every game is a chance to solidify things for the playoffs, but also looking forward for the future in Philly for Aaron Nola. Um, so I, you guys in the chat are very pessimistic today. You're giving some pessimism. I mean, I, I get it. Um, and, and yeah, because... You know what? Unfortunately, we've seen far too many times where we get excited. The, you know, it's a couple of games where the Phillies are hitting well, the bullpen's looking sharp, and then it just drops off, and now we're back here cussing and fussing and angry. And I, So I see in the chat, I mean, you guys are talking about the frustration, the nerves. You don't think that Nola's going to be able to um, – pitch well you also see overall I know I lost some of the responses but overall thinking that the Phillies are just gonna go up and then lose the lead and drop it um we've seen that a little bit we've seen a lot I should say (laughs) without a doubt so yeah it's it is a game that right now especially on a day like today as gross as as it is outside yeah you know would love to see the offense absolutely lead us to having an ugly game that has us all frustrated would love to see the offense just give him some early support um just so that he mentally can go all right you know and i know sometimes you know him with run support it has the opposite effect Mm -hmm. maybe he settles in too much uh but i think if if he gets you know that early inning or two uh of run support tonight Uh, I think he'll be in a good place there. Uh, And we are going to talk about the Phillies offense because, you know, it's it's an extreme reason to be optimistic right now. Uh, There's a couple statistical uh, low-hanging fruits out there for the Phillies I wanted to run through real quick uh, just to put in perspective how, you know, good some of these guys' seasons are. Uh, Trey Turner right now has the most stolen bases in Phillies history without ever being caught. Mm -hmm. He's at 29. He's already broken Utley's... Uh, career uh, record of 23 prior to this. Trey Turner uh, quietly is just, you know, a phenomenal base stealer, and you wonder how much they want to use that come playoff time. 29, you know, I think... uh, 
you know, back in the Ricky Henderson, Vince Coleman days, like those guys used to get into the 75, 80 range. No problem. Yeah. 29 for current days. Like, Ooh, he's almost <laughs> at 30, uh, but he hasn't been caught stealing at all. So that's, a, that's a really cool stat for him. Hopefully that keeps going into next season. Yeah. I mean, the, the numbers have been fantastic. I know we've talked a lot about the bullpen and then earlier, especially the true summer we were getting into hitting and you know the Phillies just struggling with uh, runners and scoring position but overall when you look at the different stats the stolen bases or even Kyle Schwarber who's got the Rare current air. record for most home runs by a player with a batting average of 200 yeah. or worse yeah um, the, the the record was 38 by Joey Gallo uh, Gallo of the Rangers and the Yankees back in 2021 and Kyle Schwarber is 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 beating that but they're on pace to make history and and make break some records in a lot of different areas um that in itself is something that we don't talk enough about because they're just quietly quietly breaking records so Kyle Schwarber um I think you're asking Patrick Glenn what's MLB record for that I don't oh stolen bases I think we're talking about I don't know where we are in the chat right now but any either way Kyle Schwarber breaking records um with just having such you know an a 197 batting Ooh. average, 45 home runs. I can answer him. Yeah. The record is 50 by Vince Coleman. 50 consecutive bases stolen without being caught. Uh, Vin Vince Coleman was a, a monster. And look, uh, you know, Trey Turner's at 30 in a row. So, yeah. you know, 20 more is a lot, That's but a lot. <laughs> uh, it's certainly kind of doable. Uh, another guy with a statistical kind of, you know, milestone is Bryce Harper. Mm -hmm. And I know this, this stat's going to make Tyler a little randy in the other room here. <laughs> He has a chance at a 300, 400, 500 season uh, of 300 Insane. batting average, 400 on base, and 500 uh, OB or just slugging. Um, so that's a pretty remarkable milestone. Bryson Stott, a guy we've talked about um, a lot, and you know he's probably the team MVP this year. He has a chance to have a season with under 100 strikeouts mm -hmm. in modern day baseball. Uh, that's pretty remarkable, and that. You know, that might not seem that crazy if you're an old head seam head. Um, but for the modern day, that's pretty damn good. And for Bryson Stott, that would be that would be pretty nice achievement on the year. Yeah, and home runs, obviously a huge achievement also. I know we've talked about the – we know our Phillies well. They disappoint us sometimes. Well, one thing that they don't disappoint us with is home runs, especially at Citizens Bank Park. And they have right now a split uh, amount of home and away games, yet they are notoriously better at home with home runs. And they have for their top six, um, you know, Kyle Schorber, Nick Cassiano, Stray Turner, Bryce Harper, Alec Bohm, and, and Bryson Stott, all of them have over half of their home runs for the season – at Citizens Bank Park. Nice. So you look at the numbers um, for home runs. I know there's there's more numbers that we can dive into around home runs. Yeah, it's kind of remarkable. The reason I bring it up is like I didn't realize it's funny. Like when you live day in and day out with meaningful baseball again, you almost lose context mm -hmm. of how good it can be. And the Phillies offense, when I was, you know, doing my nerd deep dive, I was like, wow, this Offense is better than I think I even realized, and I've been pretty high on him. Once Bryce Harper, his power returned, like his average was still great. His on-base was great. And I know I said slugging earlier. I meant OPS. Um, I don't know if anybody pointed that out, but I want to self-correct there uh, for Harper with the 500. Um, this offense is is potentially scary, and I think the it's a reason why the Phillies are the team 
that you probably don't want to face in the wild card yeah. round, aside from Citizens Bank Park and all that, just the clutchness of this offense and how well they're doing. A couple other milestones for guys. Alec Bohm could have a, a 20 home run season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Castellanos could have an 800 or better OPS year. And like Castellanos is a perfect example of what we were just talking about. Like we perceived his second half struggles to be, um, you know, they were there. I mean, there's no denying that they were there, but he's also going to have a career high in RBIs. He's going to have a, a plus 800 OPS. Uh, he's doing better than the back of his baseball card. Yep. And it, and it's just like you kind of lose sight of that sometimes when you go through the season. Aaron Nola, the guy on the mound tonight, we'll see if he pitches Sunday. Maybe, maybe not if it's his regular rest and – uh, this could be the last start. We'll see. Uh, he has another 200 strikeout season ahead of him. He just needs six strikeouts tonight for his, uh, excluding the pandemic year, which was a shortened year, his fifth consecutive season of 200 strikeouts. Uh, and that's going to get that man paid on the open market. We mm-hmm. talked about last week how the Cardinals uh, have him at the top of the list. I saw somebody in the chat say he's the best free agent pitcher. I believe Blake Snell uh, will take that, but Aaron Nola is right there behind him. So he's probably the second best pitcher on the market. If he gets 200 strikeouts again five years in a row, it's pretty damn remarkable. It definitely is. I mean, that's where you – the numbers, and I know you guys are chiming in and adding them as well – you know, the numbers that we're pulling from different articles that have been put out and different stats and different writers, it's it's just you you do overlook it at times yeah. because we're so we're so close it's to natural. it. It's natural. Yeah, naturally we're you know, we're only seeing sometimes the the main things that are jumping out at you. Someone like Orion and, and what he did in, in his debut, uh, overall Aaron Nola's play. But when you really take a step back and you look at just how much more this team has been accomplishing, it's it's remarkable. Again at home um, averaging 5.21 runs per game, uh, the best since 2007 when they hit 556. Like that's a, that's a stat. When like, I read that, I was like, wait, yeah, wow. Yeah. Like, okay, that's pretty damn good. Yeah, and I, I like that you even um, – we talked about before, and you dropped this note in of only three teams that have three players with over 100 RBIs across the league. That's and wild. the Phillies are one of those three teams. And guess I know. who the other two are? The Dodgers and the Braves. <laughs> Dodgers Unfor- and the Braves, right Unfortunately, there the, the NL is loaded. <laughs> yeah, the NL is very much loaded. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's really – we're so hard on the Phillies, and I know in the chat we've been so pessimistic about tonight's game because we know the Phillies. But when you really take a step back from the outside looking in, the Phillies have done a lot of great things, and it is nice to see things clicking right now, really coming together, um, and them just rounding out from the batting order to the bullpen, things rounding out very nicely. So we've got to give some props there, but hopefully um, it continues to to trend in the right direction and we can continue having some of these historic moments and records broken that we can discuss here on the show. Yeah, and like the Phillies historically, when you look at the, you know, 145 years of existence or whatever, they historically suck. Like, yeah. uh, there's no sugarcoating that. If they just simply go three and three from here on out in the final six games versus the Mets and Pirates, which should be extremely obtainable, um, yeah. it's going to be the franchise's first 90-win season since that magical year of 2011 uh, when they had 102 wins. This is only like what do, uh, it's roughly like 145 years they've been around, whatever it made it. This is only going to be their 16th 90 win season. So like when you put the season in context of that, it's like it's like, <laughs> yeah, it does give you a little perspective. Like 90 wins is a big deal for the Phillies because 
Um, the, you know, under this new ownership group, it's a new chapter in, in Phillies and, and their willingness to spend and John Middleton and the Bucks and, you know, that entire ownership group uh, deserve a, a hat tip and a little appreciation for their willingness to write those checks. Um, so, you know, only their 16th 90 win season. It's, a, it's been a great year. And as we've been talking about, they're kind of getting Alvarado, getting Castellanos. Mm-hmm. JT quietly is rounding into form. It really does look like they're about to hit the playoffs um, at the right, you know, kind of levels you needed from everybody. And then who knows? It's all, it all comes down to like a big two out hit or, you know, who makes an error that you can capitalize on. And the little things about baseball is why we love it so much. Mm-hmm. You know, the old saying, I've never seen that before. And I've, you know, baseball has been around for 150 years. That happens all the time. And the playoffs, you can't really perfectly come up with the formula. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's just those big momentum plays that snaps a team into form and, and you go, oh, damn, yeah, they have that look in their eye and that's what makes the baseball playoff so awesome yeah um john you're saying the phillies are the second best team in the nl heading into the playoffs and it isn't even close um i would I mean, say the phillies are playing better than the dodgers i mean when you look at yeah, their starting rotations yeah. uh you know they got mookie betts an mvp candidate for mm-hmm. sure but you know the braves are the best but you know i have the phillies equal to the dodgers if not maybe slightly better yeah and i i just love the fact that i remember us talking coming out of the miami series um dropping those first dropping the brave series that we were frustrated with the phillies but in the last 10 games the phillies are eight and two uh they've outscored their opponents by 13 runs and in that stretch nick castellanos casty clutch chef castellanos however you want to refer to him um he's had six home runs and 16 rbis in the past 10 games obviously bryce harper hits that 20 home run mark on the season um he's got 27 doubles and a triple to go along with that. So the numbers have been also trending in the right direction at the right time, which is what makes it even more encouraging because it wasn't too long ago we were discussing adjustments that needed to be made and errors and mistakes that were costing them games. And to be 8-2 and two in the last 10 games, winning games that they should win, that's something that I know was also mentioned in chat, they notoriously have dropped those games that we expect the Phillies to win. Well, okay. Now they're not. And hopefully that continues again tonight as they're taking on the Pirates are, are going down. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's wild to think about, like, you were, we were reading some of those offensive numbers and you talked about the home runs, you know, um, right there with the 2009 team. To think they lost Reese Hoskins on top of this. That's... And, and an additional 35 home runs, probably, roughly, that you could have, you know, 30 to 35, somewhere in that range. To think... That this Phillies team should have been even better if it wasn't for a fluke mm-hmm. fly ball torn ACL in spring training. Uh, it's pretty wild to think about, and it's going to make for a fascinating offseason. You know, hopefully we don't uh, talk about that for a long, long time. You know, late October, early November, I'd love another World Series run, selfishly. Um, but, you know, it is going to make for a fascinating offseason between Aaron Nola, who we just talked about, and now Reese Hoskins mm-hmm. and... You know, Johan Rojas made that outfield um, a tricky, and Brandon Marsh. You know, the daycare was phenomenal this year. Uh, when you talk about Bryson Stott, Brandon Marsh, uh, and even throw Yo- Rojas in the mix late, um, they got a tough job this offseason, but that's for another day. Uh, yeah. But Reese Hoskins was missing from this lineup this year, and their home run potential 
uh, took a hit, but it's amazing that they were right there with the 2009 team mm-hmm. uh, in terms of pop. You know, yeah. it's 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 something hopefully that carries on into the postseason because we all know how a home run can change a postseason. Yeah, we want this to carry into the playoffs without a doubt, and hopefully we aren't talking about an off season for a very long time. But in the meantime, there are plenty of games you can check out, and you can buy those tickets on the Game Time app. The Game Time app has you covered. You can use the code PHLY get twenty dollars off of your purchase at the Game Time app for any games concerts, vent, you know, anything that you're trying to get to to check out. So with lots of games left, head over to the Game Time app, check out what they've got there, and then with the code PHLY, get $20 off your purchase to get a nice discount. Well, I know it was requested um, that you're going to be singing, Jamie, dancing on my own if the Phillies go the distance and win it all, but there's been a lot of talk leading up to, and you're going to absolutely do that, you're going to be singing that while Tyler's getting tattooed because Tyler did already make name, and we're going to just remind you, we didn't forget, we've got receipts, that Tyler will be getting a tattoo on the show Uh, when the Phillies win the World Series. But there's been some changes that we've seen, some call-ups that have really helped round out this roster. It started with Johan Rojas um, months back, and Rojas has been phenomenal defensively, especially offensively getting it figured out. We saw that home run that Rojas hit a couple of games ago. That hasn't been something that's been his strength. It's been more on the defensive side. But now to see him adding on the offensive side, especially knowing his story that Rojas was not a true center fielder. He was a shortstop up until he had appendicitis at 16 years old. That was a story that came out um, not too long ago. And it was a remarkable piece just really showing how Rojas was told in order to play in the majors, he had to change his position. He started just catching fly balls in the outfield. He said a scout saw him and uh, said he looked pretty good there. And then the Phillies signed him in January of 2018 for 10000 And six years later, it, he gets the call up and he's become one of the biggest and, and best defenders in Major League Baseball. So, you know, not having played for that long in that position to see how well he's doing there, Rojas, and then another new face and Orion, who we'll get into in a moment, have been such a bright spot just really helping us have even more encouraging feelings heading into the postseason, Jamie. Yeah, those two, you know, won your your minor league best player and best pitcher awards with the Paul Owens Award. Uh, If you look at the best player award, there's historical (laughs) evidence that Rojas... Uh, is going to work out long term. When you look at the pitchers uh, award winners of the Paul Owens Award, it's not so great. Outside like Cole <laughs> Hamels and like one or two other guys, uh, the Phillies farm system with developing those Paul Owens Award winners has not been great. Uh, but Orion does feel different. Um, he, you know, when you hear a guy like JT immediately talk about an 88 mile an hour whatever the hell it is mm-hmm. uh, with that type of movement on it and then he can come back at you at 99 miles an hour uh, you know he's going to have hitters uh, in a tizzy to oh, use yeah. an old school word a tizzy, uh, a tizzy. <laughs> how do you feel about that Tyler um, I know that word yeah so if he, like, <laughs> if he comes in he's going to be a big part of this bullpen in the future uh, that's another you know interesting off-season discussion it's gotten better Dombrowski and staff know you you basically can't have enough bullpen arms Mm -hmm. so if Orion can develop Alvarado looks like he's got real closer potential if Kimbrell walks if you decide that's a decision you want to make uh you know maybe Sir Anthony can get healthy and all of a sudden you could potentially have uh an Alvarado 
um, Sir Anthony, Orion, kind of six, seven, eight, nine, um, you know, inning guys right there. And then you throw in Hoffman if you keep him and mm-hmm. maybe develop somebody else. Um, you know, all of a sudden the bullpen has a, has a pretty bright outlook if this kid shows up in the playoffs and kind of gives you what you hope to see. Yeah, and so far our fans have really enjoyed seeing uh, what Orion did. I know Tyler put together a really nice graphic um, just showing some of the tweets now the the x world twitter world i'm gonna call it the twitter world it's the twitter Twitter. world went crazy um with just responses to orion and also orion's dad um again the story was funny he was like i don't know why i was crying (laughs) and i was like it's baseball man richard todd his dad uh because they all had the name richard if you don't know it's really cute uh richard todd was also very emotional and just how he was um watching his son take the mound and the twitter world was also feeling those same emotions I know I was I was like who's cutting onions because it's it's we have seen so many people that we know that have worked so hard to get this point um a point of success and and to see them accomplish it it's fantastic Michael McDonald was tweeting excuse me while I cry and I'm going to read this for those of you that are joining us uh via podcast platforms excuse me while I cry through the whole video of Orion Kirkering's dad crying through the whole inning of his debut for the 10th time this morning yes 10 times of crying is is fine it's everything's fine this is fine um, Belt of Orion, <laughs> the Twitter handle. I love that he's already got Twitter handles named after him. So he's closing out the World Series. I have seen enough. And then John DeMarsico uh, posted with the video of, of his dad crying saying Orion Kirkring's dad crying for an entire inning in his son's Major League Baseball debut was one of the coolest moments of the season. I don't care what team you root for. And I agree, regardless who you root for, this baseball story is just, it's fun to watch. It's very Hollywood-esque because it's just unraveling the way that he went from being drafted to being called up within a year and all the teams within as he moved up from single A. Um, It really has been fantastic just to see Orion taking the baseball world by storm, but also just the numbers the potential uh he's it's it's making for a fantastic postseason story so i know they were like john dickerson said he was crying (laughs) because the beer sales had ended uh maybe that's the case maybe he likes a a cold uh domestic brew uh i don't know but yeah it was uh it was pretty special and i don't know why i i obviously his stuff is there and it looked nasty yeah i actually feel like this kid's gonna be it yeah like i don't I don't know why I, I don't usually feel, especially when you talk about Philly's pitching prospects, I, I normally don't feel this confident, but something about this kid. What are you feeling is his trajectory? Uh, what's the, what's, what's I mean, the, I think he's think gonna with that type of pitch. I mean, he's a potential closer down the line. I mean, that pitch is filthy and to be able to go, you know, 99, hundred miles an hour uh, with it, uh, he's just going to get better and better. So I feel like, He's got that true back-end stuff. He could be a closer in this league. But in the meantime, I think Alvarado uh, has been phenomenal. Uh, he's been a great pickup from the Rays mm-hmm. by the by Dombrowski and staff. Um, so you don't need him to be that closer anytime soon, so you can keep that pressure off of him, let him develop. But I just feel like he's not going to miss. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, a, that's a rare feeling for me when you're talking about a Phillies pitching prospect. I usually feel the opposite. Yeah. I always say if you're going to name your kid something that's like not your typical name, that um, you're putting pressure on them to live up to that name. And uh, Orion is absolutely living up to the name of being <laughs> named after a constellation and some of the brightest stars in the galaxy for all of us science 
fans slash nerds. Um, but look, the ceiling is high for Orion. The yeah. composure at the mound, the slider, I mean, 12 pitches, 10 sliders. It's very unpredictable. It's hard to hit. The sweeping movement that you see in his pitch, it's quick and it's crazy to think that he's still in his early 20s. He's so young and has so much baseball ahead of him. Um, you know, it's, it's yeah, hypothetical man saying, oh yeah, you can't tell these pit- those pitches apart. Like it's, his pitches are just like, whoo, it's, it ca- it's, it's catches you by surprise as you're watching, let alone trying to hit it, that hit and the I, ball. And I, I see mean, a fellow stat nerd in whew. the chat and John Lemmermeen says <laughs> a 3000 uh, rotations per minute slider with 16 degrees of break. Yeah, that plays. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's some, that's <laughs> some good nerding out on pitching analytics right there, John. But yeah, I mean, the kid is phenomenal. You know what else is phenomenal? DraftKings, especially when I take their money last night on the birds, which we are going to hit on here momentarily. <laughs> uh, it's another week of football ahead in DraftKings. King Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers, you can bet $5 and turn it into $200 instantly in free bets. The promo code is right down there on the screen for you YouTube viewers. Throw down five on some epic matchups this week and walk away an instant winner. And it's not just for new customer. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football's more fun when you're in on the action, especially with some of the games this past weekend they weren't that great it was just more fun to bet on them i'm gonna be honest uh so use that code phly when you download the app new customers can bet five dollars and get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl use that code phly because the crown is yours gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in new york call 877 877- 8 Hope NY or text Hope NY in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Unsure if that's Canada or Ohio because there is an Ontario, Ohio. Uh, but see <laughs> sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsibility gaming resources bonus bets expire seven days after issuance eligibility and deposit restrictions apply uh i did i I guess we can use this as our transition here renee because i did take some of DraftKings money last night betting the birds on the pregame show yeah go birds on the pregame show i gave out two winners i had a nice little two and oh night so i'm gonna pat myself on the back there Uh, deandre swift over rushing yards last night was only 39 and a half and i was like this is free money? Question mark. Uh, and the other one I bet was uh, Baker Mayfield to throw an interception. And thanks to Reed Blankenship with a great read and play, uh, the Birds uh, took care of business last night down in Tampa Bay. Uh, and to kind of tie this in with the Phillies, we were you know out in the, our green room prep area, whatever the hell you want to call it, before the show. And Vince Pellegrini, <laughs> buddy of ours, I, I know has some friends in the chat like Chris Miller and some others. Uh, shout out all the uh, the OGs from a previous life in the YouTube chat. Uh, but Vince posed the question to me, and I thought it was a really good one because uh, we're going to get to something in this day in history. When the Phillies and Eagles are great like this, it makes fall so much better. Oh, okay. yeah. But who has the better outlook for the next five years? Because hmm. both are great outlooks. Hmm. Let's be serious. Both are great. You know, the Phillies probably are on the older side of the two uh, with some guys that have, you know, they're in their primes. The time to win is now. 
The Eagles have a good mix of veteran, but a lot of promising youth as well, especially with Hurts and Devontae and Jalen Carter. My God, that guy's Ooh, an animal. He's a Who do you think has the better outlook here over the next five years? Because both are great. It's really exciting time. Uh, it's a tough one. It is a tough I, one. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. No, you I'm going to lean case for both. towards the Eagles um, just because I feel like between Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts, like I think the Eagles, yeah, John saying the Eagles as well. I think the Eagles have the, at the core a group that's got a little bit more of the intangibles, a little bit more upside, a little bit more. And also just looking at the league as a whole, I think where the, where the NFL is, um, I'm going to lean towards the Eagles. I think with having new coordinators and, you know, the, the passing game hasn't looked great. I know everyone's been really down on the Eagles, even in their first three, in their first three games that they won, by the way. Um, I still, I'm still very high on the Eagles. And I think this group has so much upswing. And I'm thinking for the next five years, now injuries are always a factor. Sure. If you win or you get, you go the distance, you rarely are going to have the same team and coaching staff come back the next season. So obviously there could be those hiccups, but that's why I feel like the Eagles compared to the Phillies, I just I they're both gelling, they're both grooving. Right I know now, it's both great it situations. It is a hard one to is, pick. This I'm isn't like go. a pit one against the other because no, they're both no, great. I'm gonna say both. <laughs> All right. yeah. I mean, Mopar in the chat says you know Eagles and Phillies are just neck and neck, yeah. and, and they really are. It's like you have a great mix of youth and veterans. Like both teams have that kind of perfect blend of vets and youth. When you, we talked about the daycare and Stott and March and Rojas and Orion. But do you think the youth of one, like when you think of the youth of the Eagles in the core of their O-line and D-line versus the youth of the Phillies, who can have the most potential to help lift their team? Well, Tyler, our producer, thinks that Bryson Stott's going to win a batting title one day in this league. Um, if you talk about Orion Kirking as uh, uh, as a potential, you know, closer with shutdown stuff down the line, I think there's still more unknown. Jalen Hurts is clearly can be an MVP candidate in this league, so he's and Jalen Carter. I'm going to say a hot take. I, I think Jalen Carter is going to be a Hall of Fame football player. I could, oh, I could see that. So three far. games into a career, I could see that. I he, people aren't <laughs> supposed to do what he's doing on no. a field this early on. So there's my hot he, take for the day. I think you'll see him in Canton. Reads the plays very well. So I mean, Hurts and Carter and Davis, um, right? Or, on top of Devonte Smith, like there's probably higher ceilings with the youth of the Eagles. But the Eagle or the Phillies vets are more in their prime. Yeah, that's what it is. The vets like, for the Phillies are, are in a better spot than, I mean, it's hard to say that with Jason Kelsey and Fletcher Cox and those guys too, but I think the vets of the Phillies are in a better spot health-wise, stability-wise, where we're going to expect them to um, still have a few more, you know, year, many more years, I should say. Whereas for the Eagles, we're kind of counting like this could be the last season. Is it next season? We don't know. But the youth, I think, is where I look at it. Now, I also think because of the way the game of baseball is compared to the game of football, that's something that I feel like the Eagles may have the upper hand on. And then the GMs <laughs> and the front office plays a factor into it. I mean, Dombrowski, it. And, his, the Dombrowski yeah, and his staff they've both been, have been phenomenal. I know. And they've that developed the minor tougher. league system. It's, it's different because the, is, the minor league system is such an interesting uh, difference over football. And yes, John, uh, in the <laughs> chat, I'm aware how spicy of a statement that was. But... <laughs> With Jalen Carter, I get 
Aaron Donald vibes. I do get those vibes. Like, I watched the one play in the first half. I know he's got a ton and I of time. I saw Aaron. Yeah, like most D tackles aren't <laughs> collapsing pockets the Mm-mm. second they step on a field, let alone doing peanut punches uh, and getting <laughs> the ball. It was almost like Jalen turned that ball over, which was a miscommunication between him and I think it was Goddard, or maybe it was Swift actually. Uh, he he like was like. I'm going to go get that ball back. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. I'm going to bail my teammate out. I don't know. I, I know it's a hot take. I'm not really a hot take guy, but I, I swear to God, I, I think we're going to see that dude's bust in Canton one day. He's that special of a talent. Uh, so I did just want to touch on the Eagles last night because obviously this city gets birdsed up. And it's so great when the Phillies and Eagles tie together. And then, you know, it's a great time of the year here at All City because, you know, the Flyers, they got their doors blown off last night. Let's not sugarcoat that one. Uh, but nobody's expecting title town for them. And then the Sixers are starting up camp soon. So, like, the, the good mm-hmm. part of fall is that all of this kind of comes together and the Phillies, when they're, when they're good and great and in the playoffs... Uh, really is like the perfect bow on on fall sports. And it's a great time of the year um, in town right now, especially here at All City. You know, uh, we got a great Flyers team, a phenomenal Sixers team, uh, us here with the Phillies and then the Eagles staff. It's a lot of fun. And you're going to be doing a union show. Can't Mm -hmm. leave them out of it. Things are are really great in this town uh, right now. I do um, (laughs) love that Spiralot was saying, it's going to be the Flyers in five years. (laughs) And I saw some Sixers mentions. But in all seriousness, even for, well, not the Flyers, they're, they're not too great right now, but for the Sixers, even though we're not in a great place with them, they're still at least in the conversation as a, they'll, de- they'll definitely be a playoff team. Their issue is they just can't get past second round. But overall, when you look across Philadelphia sports, it's great that we can even have these conversations yeah. and it's not an easy answer. Like you can clearly, I mean, in the past, it's been, you can clearly look at one team and say, oh, this is our, our favorite team, the top team. This is who we're relying on to win us a championship. Um, I know we, we posted a question recently on social media of, like, which team's most likely to win a championship. Shout out to our social media team led by Chris. Um, and, and it just has, it's not an easy answer of who is going to win a championship first between this group. We've got, obviously, we know everybody went to the finals for the Super Bowl, World Series, MLS Cup. But also looking at, as you mentioned, the youth on all of these teams. These aren't teams that are just led by, you know, future Hall of Famer veterans that have been in their respective leagues for 10 plus years. There's a lot of young talent coming in straight from the draft, Orion, Jalen, um, that are coming in and really taking their leagues by storm. So I love to see it. Yeah, Jalen Hurts <laughs> might be the second best Jalen on the team. Um, <laughs> what? We were, uh, I mean, Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter uh, has me swooning. I can tell. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm getting irrational. I'm getting, I'm getting hot and bothered. I'm getting lathered up about Jalen Carter. He was, he was just a freaking force last night. Uh, and occasionally we're going to check in uh, this day in Philly's history. And I want to bring this up because I remember I, uh, we have Nick Foles behind you on the wall there with an oh. awesome SI cover. On this date in Philly's history, we talked about the Eagles and Phillies kind of happening all at once. I remember this SI cover because I, I still get magazines in the mail. That's another boot. No, you do not. What? I, I do. I don't. I don't like reading digital stuff. I. I just prefer the actual paper. So I still Which get magazines. I get GQ and SI. Um, I used to get some others. Um, <laughs> so I still get magazines. You still get the newspaper. No, I've never been a newspaper guy. Oh my um, god! But I, but I still do get magazines. I'm very old school. Uh, and SI covers were always. Oh. And Tyler, if you can flash that up again, I remember getting this in my hands on this date 
uh, back in uh, what year was it? It was 2005. So obviously Donovan and T.O. there uh, for the YouTube audience can see this. You podcast guys, you're just going to have to Google it. It's Donovan and T.O. kind of laughing. And then the title says Brotherly Love. And then down the bottom right in the corner is J. Raw making a phenomenal play in the field. And, you know, the Phillies were... Uh, about to be that team, and, and it was kind of on the cusp of happening. And I remember getting this SI in the mail and just going like, wow, Philadelphia sports doesn't suck anymore. Like, to, to me, it was like a huge SI moment. I think I even saved it. I could probably find it at my house. Um, and I just remember getting that SI and being like, wow, we're turning a corner finally. Because T.O. changed things, you know, in a huge way for the Eagles. And then you kind of saw the Rollins, Utley, Howard. Like, Howard wasn't really there until 2006. But, like, you kind of felt something mm -hmm. was in the air and something was brewing. Uh, and Jimmy Rollins was a huge part of that forever. You know, one of my favorite Phillies. Uh, but I just remember that SI cover and getting it out of the mailbox like the boomer I am and just being like, <laughs> wow, things are about to be different in this town finally. <laughs> Yeah, those those early to those early 2000s years were were special. Um, I, the chat is just going in on you right now. Yeah, Jamie. no, I don't get Playboys in the mail still. <laughs> Does Playboy even produce uh, a paper magazine I don't know. anymore? I never got a Playboy. What? Before. <laughs> no, I think I think I heard or read that they stopped the Playboy magazine. I don't know. I don't think I don't even I didn't know magazines were still being. Yeah, I still subscribe still to the magazines. I love the and paper. And you're still in my getting hand. CDs for a penny. Oh, the Columbia <laughs> House. Remember that? Remember the. I do, and I did used to fill that yeah. out with hopes that I was gonna like win money. Yeah, and I yeah, fill out no. all those little sweepstakes and stuff. But yeah, it's definitely um, <laughs> a trip down memory lane that yeah. Jamie's taking us on here. As he's still very old school. Um, we're also still keeping an eye on Reese Hoskins as we wrap up here. I know Reese Hoskins was seen. Uh, he took. He's been taking batting practice. He's been saying he's feeling better. He's been working out and getting back. Obviously, the, there's. The timeline of not the first round, but he'd be back um, later on in the playoffs. So we're still unsure exactly when that would be. That October 1st day is not going to happen, most likely. But he is feeling good. He was saying he's feeling better than he did a week ago um, when he was hitting. He's just it's, it's all about what he's able to do with his legs and his body during a swing. So working back to the mental side and also the physical side to get back. And I know in the chat you guys are talking about Reese Hoskins. Bring him back. Don't bring him back. But either way, he's looking like he's trying to get back. So lots to be encouraged about. Also finding out that Jamie has uh, some subscriptions and mm -hmm. some old school tendencies. But also, Jamie, I know we're wrapping up because you've got to go. Where are you headed? Yeah, and wrap I'm, us up. I'm going to the dentist. You guys are right. Uh, I hate the dentist. My wife actually likes it. Like, she likes going to get her teeth cleaned. Uh, I chipped a filling. I just like the free tooth. I chipped a filling on a Tic Tac like three months ago, and I haven't told anyone, and uh, it's like a great shame of mine, so I'm going to go get yelled at by the dentist, and I absolutely... Shame! Shame! shame. And I shame. feel like that's what happens every time I go to the dentist. It's just like, dude, are you even trying? Uh, so I have to go... <laughs> You know, get my first cleaning in like two years. I know it's overdue. I do love the dentist because I always get rave reviews and it makes me feel good but about see that myself. My wife does too. And I'm like, okay, go get an implant one time. Go get a couple root canals. Tell like, me how much you like cavity. the dentist. They're yeah, like, oh, yeah, your yeah. Teeth are great. Well, my enamel sucks Come apparently. So I'm going to go get yelled at. Um, I do have sensitive teeth. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I believe Aaron is going to get it done tonight. The Phillies are going to clinch. Then we just need a little help and hopefully home field can get clinched as well. Uh, so for Renee Washington, Tyler. Tyler Zuli uh, and Jamie Lynch here as the 
P-H-L-Y Phillies podcast. Let's go, Phils. Get that playoff berth tonight. Let's see some champagne bass happening down in South Philadelphia. And we will be back tomorrow to hopefully talk about it. If you missed us on YouTube, uh, don't forget, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and uh, the podcast will be up usually about a half hour or an hour after the show. uh, So you can always catch us on that platform as well. Please leave us five stars. I'm very sensitive. Uh, I don't want to cry. <laughs> sensitive when I go to, teeth, sensitive yeah, emotions, just, man. Yeah, father, fatherhood really brings out the sensitivity in a man. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Uh, so we will see you tomorrow, hopefully talking about the playoff bound, officially Philadelphia Phillies. See you all tomorrow.